Hi. I'm Tanner. What the heck? Yeah. Tanner is looking good. <laughs> Did I say I'm Tanner? <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Tanner. And we're married. And this is a very Christmas, Christmas movie podcast. podcast. Today we are talking about the 2021 Lifetime original movie, An Ice Wine Christmas. An ice Wine All about ice wine. <laughs> do you know anything about ice wine? I do now, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know they have to squeeze. This is crazy. They only get one drop of ice wine from each grape. Yeah. And not how many grapes do you think it takes to fill up the bottle? I would say somewhere around 4,000 grapes. <laughs> That is not an efficient. No, I think it's way a to bad idea. It's bad. They, the characters in this movie, are not grappling with the sort it, of yeah. environmental consequences of their no. Christmas in a bottle. Okay, well, let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. We start the movie at we're at like a fancy restaurant at what seems to be like a wedding reception. And you're watching this, and so you're like, okay, who's my character? <laughs> we settle down with, I think, like the bride and groom sitting at a table. We're like, okay, this is going to be about this newly married couple. Maybe he loves Christmas, she doesn't, something yeah. like that. I don't know. I feel like they've never done one of a, of a married no, couple. No, that's true. It's always a romance yeah. that it starts in the movie, but also should never have started. <laughs> um and then who's a person who appears to be their waiter comes over <laughs> and just starts really selling them hard on ice wine. Yes. And ice wine. I like this. It feels like this is a waiter who would be fired because they have a side biz of like an MLM for ice wine. <laughs> and they and she sort of does. Yeah. This is she's like, issue. it's my grandpa's this uh, movie, winery. Yeah. She's often. I feel like pushing this wine or trying to get the city to subsidize activities for the wine, get volunteers for the it's like this, this is a is, private business. Yeah. Well, and I don't even know like how much was she making money off of this? Because Henry owns Well, well. I think she assumed she was gonna eventually inherit this. Okay. This is winery. you're putting in work for future <laughs> rewards. Yeah. And then we so then we learn this is no waiter. This no. is our protagonist. This is our protagonist who's who, done, just given us what feels like a commercial about yes. ice wine. And she is actually not a waiter. She is a sommelier. But she seems to only ever recommend ice wine, which <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I guess I could, I have no sense of smell. And I feel like I could be a sommelier if all it takes is recommending ice wine yeah. to every single person. She also... The movie mentions that she, like, didn't yes. go to sommelier school. Her boss comes over and he's like, most sommeliers go to school. She did not. Yes, and Aaron was worried about this. <laughs> I think thought, they have to you, be certified. How how could they possibly need to be certified to recommend wine? I don't know. Like, so that the sommelier body, certification schools can get more money? Do you think, like, the, the sommelier union has pressured... The state into making it illegal to recommend mm. wine without. Yeah, being a why license. not? Because let's that's... have everything be a license. <laughs> I don't think because then a good you idea. know that th they went to a class, but you're saying maybe somebody <laughs> just has that gift. 
Well, I'm not saying that I think this woman is a good sommelier. I just think that it's not a crime. Her name is Camila, by the way. Okay. And her boss and her then start just like complimenting each other a bunch. (laughs) They're really nice to each other. Like to this married couple who's like, please, this is our wedding. (laughs) And somehow they're stuck with. The sommelier and the owner of the restaurant are talking to them all night long. And a true that would be a true nightmare. Yeah, I don't want to talk to the owner of a restaurant. Certainly not about how great his sommelier is. I feel like I would turn down the opportunity to have a sommelier services because I wouldn't want to have to talk to a sommelier. I feel like that... That interaction, I think, would be frustrating for all parties. Um, I think it would be a lot of you being like, no, I don't like that. No. Yeah. No, I don't think so. And, like, them being incapable of understanding anosmia. Yeah, the inability to smell. Yeah. They would be like, well, this one's a very strong scent. So this one you'll probably be able to smell. And you're like, no. "No." (laughs) Yes. It is weird with COVID how, like, now people know about the concept of not smelling <laughs> and i think it has it has completely changed the connotation of when if i say that like the other day i was doing laundry and it was cold out and the dryer started like steaming so much and i had never seen that before and i because our laundry room's like sort of in the parking lot yeah. of our building and i got really scared that it was smoke because that's something that happened when i was in college i confused smoke and steam and so I asked these neighbors who were nearby, like, do you smell smoke in the laundry room? Um, I have no sense of smell. And then I realized, like, they probably are like, she has COVID. Yeah. <laughs> mm, wow. Sorry, wow. Annie. Okay, so it looks like you can get an ice wine. You can spend, like, 26 bucks. Okay. On, I one, I don't on one drop of the ice wine? Let's click on this top one. This is from Winery Direct. Well, I'm willing to pay, like, how many grapes are in a normal bottle of wine? Because I'm willing to pay, like... Let me check if this says how many grapes are in it. (laughs) Like, let's say a bottle of wine has 200 grapes in it, you know? So that means I have to be willing to pay 20 times. What are you looking up? I'm just trying to... I was trying to find out if this if this Wagner Riesling ice wine was maybe mechanically made or whatever the term. Cryo extraction? <laughs> we don't need to look that up right I now. I was just curious if this used cryo extraction or not. Okay. So then Roberto. So we learned like Roberto owns the four best restaurants in Philly. This mm-hmm. is how we know that they this takes place near Philly. Yeah. So you can um, think of Charlie and Mac. Yes. Well, something that I thought of was it takes place near Philly. Their dead dad's name was Frank, right? Oh. And the mom's name is Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I don't think this is referential, but it's enough things that it's weird. It's getting kooky. Certainly is a little weird. <laughs> um, And then... To the married couple, the boss is like, she's my best employee. And I feel like in front of them, he's like, 
I want to promote you to be the sommelier. <laughs> yeah, I don't think restaurant. they leave. I think they're still at the table during this conversation. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he That's the best her. wedding gift of them all. Yeah. Is getting to see a Somali, a part-time sommelier I guess promoted. You feel, you feel part of it. You compliment your waiter and that somehow leads to this waiter being promoted to head sommelier. I feel, yes. Um, like a... I'm just yeah, like the it, nightmarish like Rube Goldberg of social interaction where then suddenly you're uh, like going to another location with him to yes, celebrate. Yes. I get what I Presumably get a uh, vineyard. I get a lot is people thinking I work somewhere or I like no directions to places. <laughs> like I was at an estate sale on Friday and a woman like came, like came up to me and was like, how much are these? And I'm like, I'm walking around holding like a ch- an antique quilt and like, <laughs> I do not work here, ma'am. Big, big guess. Big presumption. Big presumption. At, well, hey, also, we started talking to each other because I accidentally bumped into her. I like bump into her and then she's like, how much are these little angel figurines? <laughs> you should have sold them to her there. A man said that in the room. He was like. Should have just made the sale and taken the cash. (laughs) And I'm like, did that? I think maybe that man worked there. Proud proud to know I'm as funny as (laughs) random man at this estate sale. (laughs) So then she's going on Christmas vacation, Camila. And she comes from a town called Evergreen, which is somewhere near philly it gotta be it's gotta be seems close i feel like they would have given us more of a montage of her driving if it was further because she yeah. drove she drove one drone shot away <laughs> um so then she goes to home she talks to she's henry is the first thing her, her running the first into the cold thing man she does it no the first thing she does is like get out of her car in a parking oh, yeah. lot and then Henry, who owns the vineyard, the ice wine vineyard, yeah. um, I guess her employer, the head of the multi, the MLM scheme, <laughs> he's like walking around and it they do, did not plan to meet. He just is like, what a surprise to see you. So I'm like, okay, so she always just parks like on the edge of town. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she just, she doesn't go in. She just like pulls up to the foyer of. Yes. Vineyard. And he tells her that the he's moving to Florida. Yeah, and she's pissed. She's pissed about that. Because he has like the magic touch with the ice wine. Yeah. Grapes. Well, she's very much she wants to go work in the city, which is good. That's you know, good. That's fine to do. The city but, could use her talent. Yeah. She's sort of like a character in a show where it's like a child that's like super mad. It's like someone who's moved out and is now an adult, but then is like really mad their parents are selling the childhood home. Yeah. And it's, I've never connected to this. I'm like, I don't understand why I would try and impose, like, I would try and like not let my parents live their lives yeah. so that like the few times I visit a year, I can see the like the same bedroom i used to live i like, mean that's such i a get it more than notion. you because you moved a couple times in childhood like if it was the house where you Just like built the tree house with your grandpa you know i guess i don't think that I you'd would have a little bit them. more yes it's such a strange but it is like and it's a strange it's a component of a lot of these christmas movies too is like a child being like 
laying claim to some sort of like ancestral legacy on yes. a property and the parents being like, I don't care about this. Yeah. And then us, the viewer, look at it and it's a house that was built in like 2010. Right. <laughs> the production fails. <laughs> yes. But yeah, but yeah she's, she's she's irate that he would consider leaving because, of course, he's the only one that can lick the soil and know when the grapes are <laughs> ready to be going to be because they have to. Here's the thing about ice wine is. <laughs> OK, you, tell me about it. you. You have to keep the grapes all covered in little yes. burlap sacks. They do not look good. For example, no. if you were making a Christmas movie in a vineyard and you're thinking this is going to look great. All the grapes. See the no, plants? No. They are all <laughs> just, just a bunch of but sacks. But production wise. You don't have to film at a vineyard. You just have to yeah, film at a burlap a sack sacks. factory. Um, um, almost a little Halloween-y to me, the, yeah. the vibe of it. But you grow them like that. And then at the first frost, you take off all the so sacks. Once, yes. You generally, actually, it gets a little warm. And then it drops to the first frost. <laughs> they talk about this. It has to be at a. It it's exactly, not really a correction to what I said. It has. That's an addition. It has to be exactly seventeen degrees, and then the grapes are frozen. Yeah, the grapes get frozen. So you then have to pick all the grapes and, and smush the grapes before they thaw. And don't worry, you don't have employees. You actually get people to volunteer to yes. pick the grapes, including a newlywed couple who you try to proposition to come volunteer to pick grapes yeah. on like Christmas Eve. This, this like, because it becomes more and more apparent that Henry, that like Evergreen is a company town for the ice wine. Yes, it does seem that way. Yeah. Because like he, she, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Anyway, but that's, but, that's so, how you harvest yes, ice wine. Yes, to let you guys and know. And so, so you have to know your workers you have to be like, it's going to be on this date that the frost will be, and that's when we'll harvest. But if you don't know the frost date, then like you have to just... Yeah, how are you going to wrangle all those volunteers to, uh-huh. to stay in hotel rooms, you yeah. know? Because you can't... Yeah, those those people are giving up their time for you. There's no like little like credit or something to give them <laughs> there's, there's no way to, for this. There's no way that you could make it worth someone's while to wait for you until you need their services. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we also learn from Henry, he's talking about they do a lot of Christmas stuff. He says that the bell tower in town, they're not lighting it this year. Yeah, they're not lighting it up. And but, she's... Well, mysteriously, he, he, she's she's pissed at that. Of course. Because um, it's her... How dare how dare anything in this town change when she was gone? Don't, well, does what, it, don't other people know they're supposed to hit pause and just Well, wait? is it that she hasn't been home in a while? Because he's like, oh, it broke three years ago. Well, I think for the last couple of years, they've been decorating. He says that because it broke, the belt are broke. They didn't want to decorate it to draw attention. They didn't want to draw attention mm-hmm. to the big broken bell, um, which the bell looks fine. It's the the little inner the that's tonsils. Why, that's why the like, tonsils of the bell are broken. Well, that's why you actually, if something's broken, don't bring attention. So that's why when you have a cast, actually have no one sign it <laughs> and get a cast that's the same color as your yes, skin. Yes, that's what I would have done. I get. I, I drew a mine. watch on mine. <laughs> <laughs> I drew a whole outfit and then I had to wear that same outfit yeah. every day. But luckily I, you look yeah. good in it. Yeah. I mean, it did get very dirty and people talk about your cast being itchy. Well, actually the pants you've been wearing for six months yeah. get pretty itchy too. Well, and it was a big problem because you looked so good. They tried to make you be a runway model. Yeah. and then, But then you said, I'll only do it if it's this outfit. Yeah. And then they said, yes. Yeah. And then I'm like, 
now I have to walk the runway with my cast. Yeah. And they were trying to put, they built a big high heel to put the cast in. A big high heel? Yeah. Was the cast on your leg? Yeah. Oh, okay. Full leg cast. Okay. Um, I d- even drew a little shoe on there. <laughs> and then some guy named Connor signed it. Okay, and that's Dear Evan Hansen? Yeah, that's okay. Dear Evan Hansen. Um, so then we see a man uh, walking along, doing something with his physicality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, was... This man, this man's definitely in trying to indicate something by the way he's moving his body. Yes. I could not tell what it was because he... He was hands in po- like pockets, shoulders fully snapped forward. Yeah. I feel like the closest physicality I've seen is in Kajillionaire. <laughs> sure. Um, her like <laughs> movements. Yeah. Um. So then turns, we turns, turns out, he's out cold. Cold is he's what cold. he was indicating. This is cold is what he meant. Um, I'm just like he he was moving like a muppet like <laughs> he was moving weird. <laughs> so he's talking to Camilla who's like you don't have a coat. Um why don't you come inside my mom's restaurant, Sunny's Diner. But she lets him know at Christmas, Sunny's Diner becomes Snowman's snowman Diner. <laughs> and the way they do this is the word Sunny is written out on like as like letters and front of the business but then for christmas they just put like a little picture of a snowman on top of the word sunny always snowman in philadelphia (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's hard it's actually hard during christmas time to search for this restaurant because you have to put the snowman emoji in (laughs) it's tough um they go in to the restaurant which is not the biggest set you could imagine no it's I I wrote it's like either like a really fancy restaurant or kind of a really shitty restaurant because it is a restaurant with one table. Yes. So well, to be honest, looking in our apartment, it's kind of about the size of yeah. like our kitchen plus dining area because there's like a little counter. It's narrow. It's narrow. It's a railroad restaurant. Mm-hmm. You don't go to a lot of those. Yeah. Actually, happened to a restaurant that was in like, a rail car. Instead of like booths, which is definitely the way to go, yeah. they went one table one in One table middle. in the minor, middle. And if you've ever played The Sims, you know like that's not the way to go. You got to mm-hmm. you gotta put the table up against the wall and then get all those chairs well, they in need, there. They need room for later the whole Christmas committee to fit there. That's so. true. That's true. And also, you don't... You don't want your diners accidentally getting stuck, but you know, between yes, two exactly. chairs, yeah, peeing you have a bunch of pants. diners screaming up at the roof. Yes, ah, mochino. Yes, your diners screaming at the roof toilet emoji, and then you have to and change you get, your restaurant you, yeah. <laughs> to toilets diner. Um, so they, it, they're at the restaurant. It turns out the sister, whose name is Beth. She knows this man. What the heck? What the heck? And then I, I think, oh, they're going to be somehow a couple. Mm-mm. They're like... A, si- a man who's silent in this scene is uh, actually married to the sister. There's going to be some sort of complication. Not nope. really. He turns out he was hired. He's a scientist. 
he was hired to assess the grapes at the vineyard yeah. by Henry. Beth has somehow not met him before. And she says, it's nice to finally meet you in person. And I'm like, what? I guess he did. He arrive today, I guess, actually, because he I says think so. he says he thought he could go buy a winter coat after he got off the plane, but it was delayed and now all the shops okay. are closed. So this implies that he took his pl- a plane straight to the Evergreen Airport. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, th- also, that seems like a real rich person move. To be yeah. Like, I'll just buy my jacket on vacation. This is the person <laughs> in the airport, like buying the luggage or. Yeah. Like an, I- an iPod. I'll just I buy think. an iPad the old, at the old airport. Old man's example of yes. electronic you device really sh- iPod. You really should hang out with the old man at the real yeah. estate sales. <laughs> Um, and that's the only place you can probably find an iPod. Mm, I think some of them are valuable now. Some of the mm. ones with big storage capacities. Mm, I had a pretty big one, but it did stop Biggest working. one in three carries. <laughs> I had the one with the video option, but it's like... Oh, wow. From the Christmas episode of The Office? Yeah. But it's like, I never... It was kind of nice because you could see... It was more visualized to see like the albums. But like... I never watched anything on this. I once in yeah. high school uh, watched an episode of Whitest Kids You Know <laughs> on there that I bought on iTunes. Um, and it's so, so tiny. But then I think how now we'll watch like a YouTube video in the tiny square at the bottom of yeah. the phone, you know, Oof, while you're doing I something love, else. I love a tiny square. I but love a, when a phone makes a video really, really small. It's so <laughs> funny to me. A little thing smaller than a postage stamp with all these (laughs) people moving around. To convey all the information that goes on in Thor Ragnarok. Yes. (laughs) The fact that this tiny stamp is trying to convey what like a movie theater screen conveys. Um, (laughs) Look at me. when When you go to a movie, it should be, there should be either that many different visuals happening or that should be the, that should have to be the scale of every image. So like in the very center of the screen is you know yeah. Thor fighting. So you want uh, like Hulk, a Hieronymus then, <laughs> Bosch like painting <laughs> so is what every movie. Yeah, is. every movie feels like you are watching it from an airplane. Yes, I mean I would love that a top down sort of. That's a that's too far. It wouldn't be as far as from an airplane. But. Yes, but it would be like the like her, you know Heron isn't that his name Hieronymus Bosch the from like picture. Bosch? The picture of like hell and like it's like all the like tiny people mm. in it and stuff. Or you, or you know, where's Waldo? <laughs> yeah, I, I only know about Waldo. <laughs> I know that guy. Um, so we're at the restaurant. They're eating dinner. Um, the man starts talking. Declan is his name. Starts talking about like what he's going to be doing at the vineyard yeah like, taking so- soil samples and stuff and then camila interrupts him and is like i know what an analogist is <laughs> or i think she says everyone here knows what an analogist is <laughs> um and which we- i guess i guess i like that line i like yeah. the line being like well we need him to explain what he does because the viewers definitely don't know what an analogist is i mean maybe Maybe some, maybe there's like a group of ice wine enthusiasts that are all so, they were so pumped about this well, movie. I think this is the only movie say, that comes up if you type ice wine in Letterboxd. 
they're getting it's pretty and you think that's how the ice wine community keeps an eye out for new movies is they just type ice wine into letterboxd every day yes i think they have a like right. google search like a google alert alert but every website they have an alert just in case it shows up on yeah. any across all sites um so then the mom brings out a coat for declan mm-hmm. <laughs> to wear and this coat this is, coat i love this coat because <laughs> it's not it is too so, small yeah, for Declan. the, the the, mo- the movie asserts that it is funny because the coat is too small and is bright yellow. Yes. A color which works on Declan. He looks nice in this yellow coat. Yes. And also, it is not small enough. It is not. It just looks like he... It is like one size... One size. Too maybe. small. Maybe one size too small. Maybe he has full less. range of motion. Yes. He can zip it up. Yes. Has, it's just a little too he tight. Is wearing it. And I appreciate, you know... This actor didn't have to wear a ridiculously small coat for the entire movie, which is how long Declan wears yes. this coat for. Declan wears this coat until he's supposed to go to like a formal thing. And then in that scene, I think he just wears the clothes he was wearing under the <laughs> coat. And a character does say like, you look so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the... It's, uh, I mean, this is a perfect example of the the way that, like, all these movies feel like they were filmed during a writer's strike, where you're yeah. like, no, actually, we're not allowed to change the script yes. at all. <laughs> it says it says that the coat is really small. Everyone has to act like it's really small and really funny. It is just a yellow coat that's a little too small. Yes. I think they should have given him a huge coat. Yes. Because that's, not that's something un- that is not as uncomfortable. Yeah. But could still be the joke. Or give him a really, really small coat that then the next day he gets a regular coat. Yes. And then our character. When the coat looks, stores open. And you know, I love when I, I love my actors to look happy and healthy. And, well, because these movies clothes. have so many things like usually the costumes, unless they are something that's supposed to be a joke. Like feel, you know, like non-diegetic sort of. It's just like whatever they're wearing this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. Yeah. If you do something that's a joke, you have to like make it stand out. It has to be shiny. <laughs> it can't just look like a mistake that your costume department yeah. made. It's this coat. I feel like at some point the character realizes he can like leave it unzipped and then he's like oh it fits if it's unzipped it's yeah fine. yeah he really commits to this coat it's really it's so peculiar that they haven't wear the coat the whole movie it's like and that's not really a tr- like if it was his trait was he's like so stubborn that he commits to everything yeah. but that is not at all a character trait of this no. character i feel like the lead the protagonist camila she's the one who would more likely do something like that. Like yeah, it would, or it seems like she would maybe take it upon herself to force him to have like a nicer coat. I could yeah, see her doing that. Like a, of being a like, coat. no, on Christmas, you have to get a new Christmas coat yes. every year. I do feel like if her mom was like, oh, I'm donating these old coats. Yeah. She'd be like, no, I have, I'm, you can't give that away. That's my old coat. And the mom is like, that's way too small for you. And she's like, no, it's not. Her response would be, you can't give those coats away. You need to continue to store them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
you you can't move on from dad's death. <laughs> you have to keep all his stuff. She probably is like, mom, you cannot date. No, she wouldn't be happy about it. No, she would not dating. allow it. Um, yeah, we learned. Is this the scene where we learn that he's thinking about doing? Um, no. Okay. She sorry. actually. I won't even. I don't yes, even want to say the word. Say I do know word. what the word is, but I don't want to say. This scene is the first time that we hear a phrase we hear again and again in this movie, which is Christmas in a bottle. No, that's in the first scene. Okay. We learned that ice wine is Christmas in a bottle. And this scene is the first time the sister says, "Your passion is product." <laughs> is this production (laughs) which i feel like is gonna be like their vows because that like thesis for (laughs) yeah that robot written thesis for how to describe these characters well it's like it's they're a they're a match made in hr (laughs) (laughs) yeah a match made like because they're next to each other on an assembly line (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, I don't, this romance makes sense to the writers because, like, it would be really beneficial for a business to have yes. both of these people. Well, and it's like the, like, this, improv. And this movie is chemistry-less and maybe fully romanceless, right? Yes. Well, the chemistry that the that Camila and Declan have is that she feels like she is, like, babysitting <laughs> or is like his teacher and is kind of like excited that he'll get interested in this and so it's like you do not in no way do you want there to be a romantic connection between these two this is a socratic relationship they assert it as it goes on you know they they follow the motions of there being a romance but it's it's really all about these grapes yeah she's in love she has more chemistry with the grapes yeah truly although she doesn't trust all that chemistry stuff no she's more (laughs) He has chemistry with chemistry. Yeah. Um. What were we just talking about? We learned oh, about. It reminds production. me of the like Jake Jabor's triangle improv thing uh-huh. of like, you Jake know, Jake Jabor's triangle of improv making its first appearance. Uh-huh. <laughs> <in> this podcast <laughs> making its. This is the first nomination yes. for Jake Jabor's triangle <laughs> of improv. <laughs> um, it. So, like, you know, it's that with improv, like, if you have, if you're funny, if your unusual thing is too specific, it's too hard to play because it's like, yes. I can't keep bringing up that ice I wine. love ice wine. Yes. <laughs> can't keep, I can't just keep saying it's Christmas in a bottle. Yes. That won't be fun for anyone. Yes. And then if it's, that's the top of the triangle. And then the bottom is it's too general, which is his, <laughs> your passion is product. His his process because it's like mm-hmm. well that is those are placeholders those are like the blanks on a Mad Lib like yeah. you have to fill it in. I guess I will say uh, a movie with like a similar writing to that is old. Yes, <laughs> I feel like it, but it feels very intentional with old. Yes. Of just like we have to just set up what these characters' things are as quick as possible because it doesn't matter. Like. Well, it matters for emotional stakes, but it's not yeah. well, real like, dialogue. I think that like a lot of like genre has very stylized dialogue, but like you're you get a signifier that's not what's going on here. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you get a signifier that it is intentional by any other aspect of the movie <laughs> other <laughs> it's well done. 
Yes. And this one, no. This is just... Mm -hmm. And I actually do think that this woman uh, playing Camila, I think her performance is fine. Like, she's bringing interesting energy to the role. She has no chemistry with Declan. But... Like, I do believe she cares about Ice Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and we've actually seen this woman before. Um, she was one of the leads in Devious Maids. Oh, wow. Which we watched part of an episode of. And she was a character. Uh, did we not get through a full episode Maybe we watched Maids? a full episode. Um, Maybe I'm thinking of The Slap. <laughs> I know we watched Devious Maids, but. I watched two episodes of The Slap. Without me? I think this was before we were dating. The Slap was on. I don't know. I don't think so. Whoa. What was I doing? Why was I watching yeah. without you? Who were you dating? <laughs> I remember the slap had like a narrator who was like, it was something like the narrator was like really trying to like give personality to the characters where they had none, you know, where it'd be like Griffin is staring at the ceiling, thinking about his fate. And it's like <laughs> Griffin is, Staring Griffin at the ceiling, re- screaming about a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> this is Griffin's first nomination for <laughs> toilet scream. Um, so then the sisters go outside and then instead of having a lot of these movies, like instead of having characters discover something at the moment, another character will tell them things as exposition <laughs> that could have been very easily like a real conversation. Yeah. So this is where the sister Beth tells oh, Camila don't, I don't even hear the it. big bad A word uh-huh. automation. No <laughs> Or as Camila asks, You mean cryo extraction? <laughs> <laughs> and I did write in my notes that she said Santa would be disappointed. <laughs> so the sister's saying maybe Declan's here to look into automating this process. Yeah, cryo extraction. Now, we don't get a full... They don't tell us about cryo extraction. It's so no. disgusting that the movie <laughs> won't even go over. It is so absolutely icky. Uh-huh. That I feel like if the movie tried to start talking about Camila would like jump out of the frame and cut that part of the movie out it would be like the donald duck cartoon not donald duck Uh, daffy Daffy duck Duck cartoon where he's yeah where bugs has drawn them all yeah but the the opposite of that it would be camila jumps out and cuts out that part of the frame and we (laughs) see her in the editing room being like no 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 Santa would be very disappointed I mean, if he I, knew this was in here. I like this idea, but um, maybe not for this movie. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Wouldn't wouldn't that get a lot of buzz for a Christmas movie if there was a strange one little meta scene I in it? I don't think it would. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, I there's, don't think, I don't think there's space for you to do that little and get buzz with Christmas movie. You got to go big. Yeah, and Ice One Christmas has received zero nominations. <laughs> um, and so then Camila decides she's going to talk to Declan, and he is gathering samples, um, and she's just, like, pissed at him he's for out being in a the scientist. Gathering samples? Yeah, he's out in the vineyard. Okay, this is, like, the next day or something? No, this is just, <laughs> I think, Later that somehow... Night? She went outside with her sister and they were talking in front of Snowman's diner. Uh-huh. 
And then Declan, I guess, runs to the vineyard. (laughs) (laughs) He races to the vineyard as fast as he can. And uh, I guess I hope his tools were all set up and ready because he's then already looking at data. Because supposedly he came from the airport. Airport to outside of Snowman Steiner, <laughs> ran into Camila, went in, had dinner in the at the tiny table, um, and also Gabe, Beth's husband, was there, but he had no dialogue in that <laughs> scene. Um, and then went outside and then <laughs> ran as fast as he could <laughs> to go do some soil samples. Because um, then Camila, I guess she's walking back to her car that was parked into the vineyard yeah because then she's just there and talks to him um and this is when she's like uh oh yeah our cat's asleep and is cute mm-hmm. um he's like talking about how he's gonna use science to predict when the frost will be when the frost will be and she's really mad that he can't do that it is Yeah, don't do that. No, Henry reads the signs from the universe and nature, and Henry decides when the frost will be. Because Henry is Santa. (laughs) Well, and she equates him trying to, like, predict when it is to it being him, like, changing when Christmas is. (laughs) Yeah. Because everything to her is both about ice wine and about Christmas. Well, it's Christmas in a bottle, Christmas so in a it's, bottle. they're the same, actually. Um, and then they do, then they walk over to, like, an area with some barrels, some barrels of wine that have lights on them. And remember that, that they already have these lights on them. <laughs> um, and then we learn that Declan's family doesn't really celebrate Christmas. Yeah, they travel. Yes, they travel for Christmas. Seems nice. Yeah. It goes around. I mean, that's what they do in Ordinary People. Remember, the mom says, like, Christmas in London. Wouldn't that be wonderful, Calvin? And then he's like, our son just tried to commit suicide. I don't think we should go on a trip. And she's... Calvin, come on. Let's take a small boat. (laughs) (laughs) That's frankly rude wait that's in or that's ordinary people right yeah that's not, not euphoria that's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not ice wine christmas so she's decided that she's gonna give him like a christmas tour and teach declan about christmas because again they have a teacher student relationship and not one like in pretty little liars an appropriate one where she is acting appropriately until at the end, suddenly when the movie tells them that they're a romantic pairing. She's she's showing him around, and then she's like, oh, I have to go pick up my laptop for the Christmas committee meeting. And then her family, like, everybody starts, like, laughing and laughing at her because of that. Yeah. And I still don't quite understand why. I do. It's because they think it's funny the idea of her having a presentation for the Christmas committee, because the Christmas committee is the same characters that we've been seeing the no. whole movie, minus like one person. There's like two other people there on what the What are Christmas you talking about? <laughs> and they're the, the only... The guy who's in charge of the music? Is he not there in the other scenes? Mm-mm. Okay. And the lady who's in charge of the signage. Okay. 
But well, I, the Christmas committee is is okay. You, know, you think five they're laughing because the that's committee what they is think small? Is, yeah, they think it's funny. I thought they were laughing because they thought she would be bad at PowerPoint. What this is? <laughs> that's why it was so confusing. This is like something from you as a child. <laughs> thinking yes. like, yes. I'm trying to think. There's one like at the, the end of Ace Ventura. Yeah. Is it just the first one? At the end of Ace Ventura, the like transphobic plotline that the like a woman she, turns out she's the villain because she's like a trans person. Well, that's like yeah, the final clue. The final reveal is like this is a this is a man and you see their underwear to see like this horrible transphobic content. You see yeah. the underwear to see like a, the bulge to be like yeah. oh this was like they the football player all along i thought that that was a poop because <laughs> it's like i think it's tucked and yeah. i thought they were saying that women wouldn't poop their pants only a man would poop his pants <laughs> so we we know it's a man because they poop, they poop their, their pants, pants. <laughs> So you're thinking me thinking that they think she's bad at PowerPoint is similarly, on that level. It doesn't make any sense. It makes more sense for your brain just to say, I'm confused. I don't understand this <laughs> rather than it jump, jump to this conclusion. Well, I'm pretty good at making conclusions. Mm -hmm. They're all wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm a great leaper to them. So then we see the uh, Christmas committee. And we see her PowerPoint, which turns out to be just three photos. It's like a slideshow of her clicking through a photo and being like. I guess now that you mentioned it, maybe maybe you were right and that was the joke and they were right that she'd be bad at PowerPoint. I don't know. Well, but it's also not PowerPoint. It's like she put three photos in a folder, press preview, and then just clicks through them. I don't even think she used PowerPoint for that. And then this is the Christmas committee and it's we're we have so many questions about this because it's like, is this funded by the city? Yeah, it's unclear. And it one of the ladies on it says, like, I got the the mayor has the hots for me. I'll get the key to the bell tower. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. And in this meeting, Camilla, Camilla. Cam oh, yeah. She. Is like, we're going to do more. I heard that y'all aren't even decorating the bell tower. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, well, I know the first thing we should do. And I say to myself, got to be this bell tower. Mm -hmm. She says, we got to put up lights in the vineyard. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, is the city going to pay to put up lights in this yes. private business? It's like, this is a company town that is just exploiting the resources it's of really this weird. town. I'm surprised that they are not trying to have like the wine funded by taxpayers. I think it is. So then she goes back to the barrel area and talks to Declan there where this is where they she we learned that she you're supposed to eat the soil yes. to know if it's ready. And they they multiple times like Declan will bring up something that he learned about on his travels. And this time he brings up Burgundian monks making wine or maybe. And then like she knows exactly what that yeah, is. Yeah. And she's really impressed that she's like, what the heck? 
you're not allowed to like anything that I like. You're the science one. And he's like, science doesn't. This is history. So it's neither of our thing. Yeah, There could be (laughs) science behind soil would taste different. That doesn't mean. Yeah. Yes. Seems like they both like science. Just hers is one that's not measured at all. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she Um, just. Yeah. I don't think she has any connection to anything beyond that's how it was. Yes. I don't think there's any So she real, actually loves history. There's no like consistency or Yes. Well, and it's not it that, even it's so strange cuz it's like sh- her perspective is not even like I am the one who knows how to do it. It's Henry knows how to do it. Henry <sighs> needs to keep doing it. And then she kind of will be like, "Well, Henry taught me." So she like knows how to taste the soil and stuff. But yeah, it is so yeah. strange. It's like she's too old for uh christmas anymore and like has like a younger sibling and then the sibling like doesn't care and the parents are like we're not gonna dress up as santa this year and she's like you have to (laughs) you have to dress up as santa for beth and they're like beth doesn't care and she's like she should care (laughs) you have to dress up as santa (sighs) well yeah and but i feel like this is this is where it really cements that the the conflict of this movie is how to pick what the harvest date of this <laughs> ice That is the be. proposed conflict, but really I think it is just Camila versus her, her obstinance. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Woman versus self. That's <laughs> what this point is for sure. Um, but he, you know, can his science predict it better or can her eating the soil and... Yeah, her guess, gut. Like praying. Bacteria. Praying predict, or some sort of... Yes. Or can Santa predict it yeah. better? Oh, yeah. She does talk to the grapes, too. Yeah, she does talk to the grapes. Which I feel like they want it to be, like, fun and quirky. But it's... It, every time it happened, I just thought I was confused that she was talking to someone else. Or, like, had an earpiece Well, because they didn't... They could not figure out how to shoot these burlap sack yeah, covered grapes. It, yeah, it sucks. And they also... <laughs> each time bad. she talks to them, they put, like, one twig of grapes poking out underneath the sack. So that we, like, know there's grapes <laughs> And they show us before those scenes, they show us like a stock footage of like a grape out in the field when it's like, wait a minute, that should have been covered up. Yeah, that's a waste of those grapes. Yeah, this shot doesn't even make sense. So then Declan is like, why don't we do a taste test? They decided to do a taste test of ice wine because Camila's like, I can tell if it's fake ice wine. Which to her is when they use cryo extraction, which is that they... Which is what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. I think they just like freeze, the... they like freeze it with like chemically freeze them instead of having it be nature freezes them. Or chemically, by that I mean put them in a freezer. <laughs> um, instead of having it be the frost. But the issue there is that... We don't that know that. I think they do talk about it. I don't know. I think the issue is that... Well, and also I read up on it. You did? <laughs> yeah, I forgot I did. The issue there is that when they're naturally, it's like they are not picked yet when they freeze. Um, But then the other way, it's like you pick it first and then freeze it. So hmm. it like would taste different. Makes sense. Um, And also like it's fermented after being frozen is what's important about the ice wine. Um. So they do like a t- a taste test and 
And I go into this being like, I think she'll like get one of them wrong or like yeah, something other than her, her expectations. Like her expectations will be subverted by the way this goes. Yes. Like she'll she'll learn something from yeah. this. No. Nope. She gets <laughs> all she gets all of them right. Some of them she just has to smell and she's like, this one's fake. Yeah, it's the first one. He's like, you need to taste it. She's like, no. Yeah. She I feel like she's like a truffle pig, but she's like an ice wine pig. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd agree she's like an ice wine pig. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man. I remember every ice wine I've ever <laughs> served. I remember every single grape I've smushed. <laughs> I remember every bride and groom I've ever spoken to. Um, so she aces the freaking ice wine test. Then her sister comes in the room and she weirdly like knocks over a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and I don't know what this was about. Is it that she's sneak? And then she's like, wow. Is it that she's sneaking up on them because she's like they're having a romantic moment? I do not know. I don't even. And they, you don't remember this? It, well, makes sense because she, they don't even like cut to a closer shot of her. It's just like in the wide. Which, w- if this felt intentional, it, this would be fun because it's like we have Declan in the foreground, Camila in the middle ground, and then in the background, like in a deep focus shot, the sister like comes into a room and knocks over a bunch of boxes. <laughs> and then somehow she can, somehow then they learn that Declan welded a fence. So Camila's like, he can fix the bell for me. Yeah. Um, then we go to the Christmas committee again. And this is when we learn everybody's jobs in the all yeah. the people. We had a guy. We have someone's in charge of signage, music, business, menus, and pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> the roles of the Christmas committee. I think their names are like Ed and something. There's like a man and a woman there. I, I guess I just wanted to mention there's a later christmas committee scene where yeah. they're wrapping presents and the the one one of the men says to declan he's like my tip is to do a really bad job wrapping that's the not presents. christmas committee that's just uh, the family Gabe, uh beth's husband i feel like that guy's in the christmas committee scene, he's in okay. the christmas committee also <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the best part of this this Christmas committee scene is that they then are like, oh, Declan can fix the bell. And then they're talking about how they haven't gone up there to try to fix it because they're like the man, the other man on the committee says, we're all afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like the conflict that would be in like a cartoon or something of like yes, this is like all the codename kids next door are too afraid to like go. So, well, I guess yeah, they would be this is like brave, a group but, game where yeah. like we go around We're too afraid of heights. It's like I this I don't believe you that this is the well, conflict. and it plays like the weird making fun of the PowerPoint thing. Like I'm like, were they trying to somehow set it up that she'd go there or something? I don't think so. I think that this man. Had to seriously deliver a line where he tells someone that it's like, sorry, we would we I, we agree it's a good idea, but we're all too afraid of heights to do yeah, this. Yeah, he 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 delivers it like 
a child in community theater who has like one line in a play <laughs> or dishes which <laughs> is a line my the one line my sister had in the music yeah. and in also school. in this bell tower it's not like exp- like there's there's like railing on the, yes. it's not exposed and it's it also not scary it's not up high anywhere it's actually in front of a green screen <laughs> they shouldn't be scared and there is a part where after her and Declan are up there one time when she leaves you can <laughs> see her like crouch down like do the sort of Austin Powers thing where you pretend to like walk downstairs behind a Led. It's you can so see her great. just like, but she just like bends over as she's well, leaving. Well, she she starts to do a bend almost like the way Declan was walking the first scene. Yes. <laughs> so maybe inspired. he was maybe he was trying to pretend to walk down some stairs And we're married. And this is a very Christmas movie podcast. And this is a very special mini episode, <laughs> aka a stocking stuffer. <laughs> Welcome to the stocking. Welcome More? to the stocking. We're down here in the toe. Russell, Russell, Russell. And you're asking yourself, why do I get this tree? Why is this? That's the fire below the stockings. It's getting toasty in here. I guess I'll lean up against this orange that's in here. (laughs) And why don't you lean up against some disgusting loose candy? Yeah, let me lean. Let me lean up against a a big contingent of peppermints, (laughs) just fully filling out the toes. I'll maybe rest. Right. Wait, there's still so, it still has some weight in it. There must be something in here. Oh, it's it's thirty peppermints. <laughs> I'll I'll rest Whoa. my foot on a broken mini candy cane that got put in there by accident. There's mm. no other ones. Oh, oh, great. Well, all I got is it's the straw of like a little apple juice box that someone thought was a candy cane <laughs> thrown in here. <laughs> so this is just trash. Yeah, there's some other trash in here. Actually, to be honest, I cannot tell what is supposed to be in here and what's trash because I don't want any of this stuff. Yeah, none there's of a good. over there. There's like a big. There's a box that has. Um, Should we get out of the one? Stock? It has one big lifesaver in it, and it comes with a little Christmas storybook. Why what? don't we read Hold from on. that storybook? Was... That storybook. It looks like it's called One December Night. Oh, and this book features Peter Gallagher and Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. Wow, this must be a really so good story. We bring you this stocking stuffer because it has been one week <laughs> since we last spoke to you. <laughs> since for we you, last start. Yeah. For you, it's been a mere, let's be honest, minutes at this point <laughs> since we were discussing an ice wine Christmas. For us, we got interrupted mid-record to go stir our stew that we were making. And then also some friends came over an hour early. (laughs) So we got interrupted. 
we did well, not we tell. I don't. Yeah, we weren't clear about what time. Yes. Okay. You I, don't want to throw them. I don't think they them. were early. You don't want to throw them under the bus. No. I'm like, get them, get them, smush them under there. <laughs> they're like freaking Max. No, they're like Binks in Hocus Pocus. Throw them right under the bus. Mm. They'll come back to life. <laughs> or or Jar Jar Binks at the beginning of Episode One when he jumps. No, when Qui Gon jumps and and. Uh, like tackles them to the ground so that they can land under. There's a vehicle flies wow, over. Interesting. Them. Now, do you think Jar Jar so is sort of named the after the Hocus Pocus character Thackeray Banks? That similarity. I guess if his, I name, think... if his name was Candle Candle Banks, <laughs> I would think for sure. Um. Now, Virgin think... Banks, if that was his mm-hmm. name. I think you... is that more thinking the right guy. No, the that's the cat's name is Thackeray. Banks. Oh, the boy's name is Max Dennison. Okay, the, the, the sister Danny Dennison, the girl okay. Allison, last name unknown. And do we know if Thackeray? No, he was pretty young when he died, right? Yeah, he was okay. supposed to be like a teen. No, but was I'm asking if he was a virgin? Oh, I don't know. I mean, people, you know what the life expectancy was like 30 back then i think that kid i think that yeah kid you gotta get fucked. to it i will tell you who's not a virgin who is both peter gallagher and bruce campbell's That's characters true. because they both have kids they both have kids confirmed biological kids we don't know if it's some sort of twist <laughs> though confirmed biological kids <laughs> don't you remember the scene in the middle where they do a blood test oh, so yeah. We in the in the time between when we were recording an ice wine Christmas and now now we also watched one December night yeah, thinking that, we might do a record. I was so excited to watch it. Pretty ex- we were pretty excited to watch, but I don't. It's not really a it's, very Christmas movie it's not podcast. That worth it. So it's only a stocking stuff. Yeah, it's only a stocking stuff. It's down here with all this junk. <laughs> <laughs> it's either trash or something. That will be thrown in the trash. Yeah. Um, Something yeah. that the only thing uh, between the, it and trash is being unopened. Yes. Yes. Okay. So in, thoughts on thoughts on one, one December, December night. night. We did enjoy. Apparently, Peter Gallagher. We did not know this is like a Broadway. No, I do love. Singer, we did not performer. know this as though we would get in trouble or something. <laughs> well, maybe this is for Broadway freaks. Like, yeah, okay. They just, you know, like you're apologizing. Think of, yes, they think of those people as being the yeah. big Broadway heads, like the when cheery. Some, yeah, when someone it's like, what is Peter Gallagher up to? They're like, he's a star. <laughs> <laughs> like the lady, he's trotting the board. The lady from Younger, Sutton Foster. Mm-hmm. Like she's like a big star to them, and mm-hmm. we're like, ah, uh, yeah, I like Younger, <laughs> and we call her Younger. <laughs> yes. Um. So he's a singer, and I guess he wrote the songs in this. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, because I saw I did some research because I was trying to. They, you know what? Okay, here let's just go over the plot real quick. It's there was this music duo, uh, Sullivan and Bedford, Bedford yeah, and Sullivan, Bedford and Sullivan. And, which, you know what? Know. If you're writing a, the name of a duo, maybe don't have half of it be half of an iconic duo. I feel like this is they were like, wait, Bed- which ha- what are you thinking of? Thinking of the freaking circus, baby. What circus? 
No, I can't remember what it is. What's like God, Godfrey Sullivan. What is it? Are you saying like Gilbert and Sullivan? Yeah, Gilbert and Sullivan. Isn't I don't think that that's a circus. circus. I what think is it's a it? composer or something. A what? Composer or something. Well, whoever those well, guys are. Well, we're going to cut are. this part out so we don't sound dumb. <laughs> whoever those guys are. Like, yeah. it's like Gilbert and Sullivan. I feel like they thought of Bedford and Sullivan. And we're like, this sounds so this good. This is a stocking stuffer. We do not no, stop so much. No, we can still talk about this kind of stuff because it reminds me of when I was in middle school. We had to write an essay about like our personal hero. And because I was a little scamp, I was like, I'm going to make one up mm-hmm. and just write about like a fake person. And my friends and I like brainstormed what their name should be. And then the name that we came upon was Natalie Portman. And this was like, this was pre, you know, V for Vendetta. But, but had she, post had she met Star Virgin Wars, Banks? Yeah. She had met Virgin Banks. I don't think she had met Zach Braff yet. Maybe it's like Ps, Ps, Binks. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the right cat specific for Jar Jar replacement okay. is. Okay. Um, Sphinx. Probably like can. Can can. <laughs> can? We feed Laura out of a canned food. But that's not the His number one. His name is one. Jar. Okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I was like, you think of cats, the first thing you think of is cans? Well, when I think of a. I understand. What kind of creature yeah. is Jar Jar? A Gungan. When I think of Gungans, do I think of jars? No, but... Well, we can't agree. Agree to disagree on what we think of when we see a Gungan. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so, so these are Bedford and they Sullivan. Were, and they were a huge... They were a huge hit. And uh, we know that they had a big hit in 1982. And then... Let me recap from, this. Let me recap this part. Because I think we both were suspicious of the numbers they okay. decided upon because they had a big hit in 1982 i know because we we're we were paused on the like it begins with like a bunch of like swirling album covers in the way that you'd have mm-hmm. newspapers music um, from big red yeah <laughs> being one of them um and their first hit was 1982 and then we like cut then they broke up at some point. And then we say 10 years later and it's the present. And so they broke up in 2010. Yeah. I'm like, they broke up in like 2010, 2011. Yeah. That does not seem that long ago. It's and it not seems wild that they were together for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> they like this timeline. They it would already like they have the one hit. Yes, they would have already been like washed up. No one would care about them. Yeah. Everyone everyone really interested in seeing them play one December night live got a chance. To. Yes. It's, we learned in the movie that they toured, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then like Peter Gallagher was dealing with alcoholism yeah. and I don't know, Bruce Campbell. But by, he has been clean for like five or yeah. eight years. I feel like it might have been more than five. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's not an issue in the movie. Yes. So this is one of those movies where we have Maybe. sort of, <laughs> we have the sort of like shell protagonists. Shell protagonists. Well, it's sort of like we have like, uh, like the, f- you would think that the movie would be about Bedford and Sullivan yeah. and about them reuniting. But, because that can't really be a Christmas movie because 
It's not a romance. It's not a romance between these two men. Could be. Could be. Maybe um, that would be interesting to see is that these two were a music duo. And they, they never, broke up they because they couldn't express their feelings yeah, for each other. Yeah, they never admitted they were attracted to each other. And then 10 years later on Christmas, their kids get them together. Yeah. They do a huge kiss. They play One December Night. Wouldn't they that play be great? Coming Home Live. Wouldn't that be freaking great? Oh, that's why you frustrated me so much is because I thought you were beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I said fuck you, what I meant is I want to fuck yeah, you. I was giving a suggestion. <laughs> so that's a better movie. In this one, we have these two men reuniting after 10 years. After uh, being together for yeah. 30 years. But Peter it's Gallagher, about their yeah. children. Their children have to convince them to reunite because Peter Gallagher really doesn't want to do it. And their children are both music managers. <laughs> and the movie, like, it's so strange because the daughter of Peter Gallagher, her boss's nephew, <laughs> is like, wants to be a photographer or something. And they're hiring him and they all are discussing nepotism. But it's so, and then the movie like sort of, it, it is forced to grapple with that. So then they make it that the nephew tells her, oh no, my boss hired you because you were such a good manager, not yeah. because of your dad. But he was. He is, but he the nephew was. is the producer. Oh yeah. The nephew is the producer and it's like very much clear, established that he should not be the producer. It's only because of nepotism. But then there is a line at some point where Bruce Campbell says, like, he's doing a good job. He's yes. just he's just nervous or something of like, why does it need to be that it True, was fine? Yeah. Truly this, <laughs> this feels Yeah, this character starts off, you're like, oh, this character is gonna cause so much trouble. But then he just turns out to be a sweet guy who's yeah. in a lot of the scenes. I just I don't think I've ever seen a pro nepotism take let alone one about the film industry which is you know it's so rampant there so wild to just see it in this christmas movie and then much like a lot of these like chill child hanger on like ladder climber children of famous people this movie doesn't need these characters (laughs) they wrote a movie in which the parents are still more interesting and should be the stars <laughs> of the movie. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think see. Peter Gallagher did a good job. Sure. Sure. Everyone did a good, there's nothing like, it's not very funny. No. It's an issue. I thought, I thought maybe I'm stupid. I saw Bruce Campbell. I say, this guy does a funny movie. No, he wants this to guy be wants serious to be funny. guy. No, he's just doing, you know, a, not even that light of a role. His character we learn is having like mental decline. And so that's why it's important to him to reunite and sing the song. Yeah. And speaking um, of which song, made me really upset because I liked earlier on that he was going to get a residency in Vegas. And I got really <laughs> worried about that. He wouldn't get all that money from doing that. Oh no, no, no. I was like, this movie's going to end. Oh, and like both of the guys are having financial issues. I don't know. Or just Peter Gallagher. Maybe he's gonna I don't know. lose they, his house. His house is famous because they recorded one of their albums music at from his Big Red. house. Yes, and, the house and it has a big, big red. red door. Yeah, um, actually, it's a red and yellow door. Uh, from the production design. Um, but so the whole movie, you're like, let me hear these songs. There's one part where they kind of are like 
tapping on the piano to say what note something is and that's like all the music we get from them I until thought they the were end cute. whenever they were supposed to be working on the music together i thought they yeah were cute. but um, then we men. do hear this random lady who is sort of they essentially gave her the backstory of jewel where because like it's like she's from alaska and she like lives in her lived in her car for a while but she got discovered by the daughter of peter gallagher who made her move to new york and then we multiple times see moments from this scene of her singing outside of a coffee shop that's filmed like it felt like a like cell phone commercial Uh Anyway, um, her her plot ends up being that she is the opener for the mm-hmm. and she has to learn Bedford Christmas and, songs for the finale's Bedford and Sullivan concert, which yeah. of course consists of a total of three songs. Hers, uh-huh. <laughs> and then Bedford and Sullivan play "Coming Home," and which was my favorite. I liked it more than their next song, the titular, "One December Night." One December Night. I think "Coming Home" was better, and okay. it, I did look it up to try and no listen you can't to it. find any of you these can't find it what you can find is a person being like we're so excited our song is going to be sung by peter gallagher oh in the upcoming okay one december night i didn't our song that. coming home okay so it's from some shitty band <laughs> some band um and it's off the hallmark app so i'll never get to hear well uh, i guess Edward and sullivan sing yeah coming home. well anyway, i guess uh, what i want prequel sequel i want a sequel that's only the children of famous people <laughs> not them not the reason we care about them yes. okay. where's the colin hanks scott con buddy <laughs> buddy picture i'm not willing to say comedy <laughs> okay and who should direct it you gotta go uh how about sam levinson oh i was i thought it would Euphoria be a uh, creator so, oh, Colin Hanks himself. No. It's a documentary. <laughs> no, I can't remember his name. The Ghostbuster. Oh, Jason Reitman? Yeah, Jason Reitman. Okay, or... Now, this is not a nepotism one. What about just Finn Wolfhard? He's now a director at 18, directed one short film, starring our friend R2. <laughs> Great. So I don't want Finn Wolfhard anywhere near this project. Okay? Yeah, get him out of here. I think he did it all on his own. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah, he we did. Assume. He, but he went the other route, which is if you're not a legacy, what you have to do is be a child actor because they'll cast people who like aren't really very good at doing this. Then you're in the industry and you can just pivot to whatever you want as an adult. And people would be like, oh, that's cool. The guy who played Sam Weir is a screenwriter now. But like, would he have ever gotten an in otherwise? I don't know. Um so I guess I don't know. He, what's what's our Santa rating? It's like two. Yeah, it's a two. Watch it with your family if they like while you were sleeping. Well, you can't watch it. So. You can't watch it anymore. It's gone. <laughs> Maybe they'll come back later. I don't know. I feel like they'd bring this one back. You got Peter Gallagher. Yeah. From Sex Lies and Videotape. Uh-huh. Do a just do a night of you watch the Christmas episode of the OC. Then you watch one. Then you watch while you're sleeping. Then you watch one December night. Then you watch Sex Lies and Videotape. I gotta say, I think you have put Sex Lies and Videotape entirely too late. In this, <laughs> this no, marathon. it's midnight. You're getting sleepy and you're ready. That's when. First off, 
one of the ti- movies has sleepy in the title as sleeping okay but i think you put on one december night last probably okay i don't know maybe you'll everybody will perk up once they see james spader uh, you know i would <laughs> We started, Hi. we started watching Stargate yesterday. I'm really excited yeah. about finishing it. I've got to watch these. I got to watch these 90s Spaders. I had a friend who got, she like went through James Spader phase when we were like 15 years old. And I like wanted to text her. I think I will. and be like, hey, I guess I'm 15 years behind you because I'm finally entering my James Spader phase. I've not talked to this person in several years. Eagle-eared listeners could put together the dates to figure out how old Aaron is. (laughs) Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Tanner. We're married... And this is still a very Christmas movie podcast. We're still talking about an ice wine Christmas. We can't stop talking. We can't about an ice wine Christmas. So we just saw the Christmas committee. We're all afraid of heights. Oh no! So Camila and Dec- invites Declan to a Christmas party that's BYOP. And what would you think P stands for? Piss? Yeah, P. Yeah. Probably. Or Parmesan? Kibbe punch. That would be insane. Imagine asserting <laughs> that everyone brings their own punch. <laughs> um, Potatoes? Is it present? What is it? Pajamas. Oh, pajamas. I saw the movie. I don't remember the line. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I took pretty... Uh, Rigorous. Notes. Pretty... Yeah. I was pretty meticulous with my notes. Taking, which as we all know from a child I saw means beautiful. <laughs> I saw a child who describes something as meticulous and then the mom was like, hmm, what does that mean? And the daughter said, it means beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go to this BYOP party. We also learned Declan's family do not give gifts for Christmas, but they give trips such as yeah. to the Great Wall of China for Christmas. Seemed nice. Yeah. I feel like if Camila was on that trip, she'd make Declan hang lights on the great <laughs> <laughs> So we're at the party. Guess what? Declan does have Christmas pajama pants. This is not explained because he refuses to go buy a new coat. Yeah. But he somehow has these Christmas pajama pants when in the one, the last scene, he implied he did not have any. And then, Tanner, you wanted to discuss the men and their refusal to help with whatever the cookie business oh, they're doing. Oh, right. Yeah, which, there's some performative incompetence which going Which, for a on. second, though, like, I want to say, I don't know what they are doing. Because no, you I kind of, from the wide it. shot, you're like, oh, they're decorating I cookies. thought they were wrapping twigs in wrapping paper. Well, then you get closer. Right. They are pretzel rods that they're dipping <laughs> frosting like the icing you would decorate a cookie with i feel like it was supposed to be cookies no (laughs) one got any or they burnt them or something so they grabbed from crafty the closest thing they had to a cookie which was a long pretzel rod yeah it seemed weird um but there's a part where the man's like i'm quality assurance i got that by doing a really bad job 
last year you should do a bad job and then this you is, don't have to work yeah the husband of the sister i hate it and so he's just eating the pretzels yeah don't put that in there don't like don't oh, normalize yeah. this behavior as acceptable you know yeah. like that's this is boys being boys of like yeah. men are gonna try and get a yeah well they shouldn't <laughs> you have to sorry you're part of a weird christmas family you have to help them wrap these twigs or whatever yeah. you're supposed They're to be dipping doing twigs in frosting paint maybe and yeah. and wrapping presents yes and they were like the mom came in and was like you can't wrap any presents you're Mm-mm. bad and then they said to Declan too like you're as bad as him I'm like then show him how to do a good job <laughs> I won one winter in college I like did a temp job of ra- of gift wrapping presents at a bookstore um and a strange component of it was like, and I didn't do anything else in the store. People are hired just to and wrap the presents. And the strange component of it was that you fell in love with the owner and <laughs> helped yeah. him save the bookstore. Yeah. And what's weird is I had been emailing with him, but didn't realize <laughs> it. I thought I'd been emailing a chat bot, but it turned out it was my boss. Hmm. Um, but something I did not expect was they never like, trained us how to wrap presents like i had already been pretty good at it you know it's just it's all about like making the lines crisp is Mm -hmm. how you do a good job i've been seeing on tiktok there's a there's a way to wrap the presents that you like line it up at the bottom edge and then you oh you roll the gift along to make sure you cut enough paper no you like line up one edge of the wrapping paper with like the front the edge of the rectangular prism that's closest to you mm-hmm. and then like you fold it around the back and lay it flat and then like as you fold in the sides they make like little overlapping triangles, triangles. that's and what i you do can, like, you can yeah. like put that's in what stuff. i already oh okay there's I, like a bunch of overlap. i do there's the like three or four of them you do a triangle at each corner and you like no no, no. okay it's not it's not that it's that scene. like you fold it in and then it creates like another triangle here, like and then you keep you keep folding okay. them. Okay. Well, I can't tell what the triangles are from your hands, but uh-huh. yes. But okay, so I already was pretty good at wrapping. Not presents. as good as this person on TikTok, though. <laughs> enough that people will compliment the wrapping job, and enough that as a child I was complimented for the wrapping job, and then freaked out and uh-huh, was like, "Oh no! Every t- I have to do a really good job every time." Mm. But then at this job, this one lady was like not good at wrapping presents but they'd hired her for this gave her no training and also had no like interview process about whether you're good yeah so they just make her go down in the parking garage and walk around and look for trash <laughs> and this I mean, was... that's a job someone's gonna do i've i've always thought it was parking garages are kind of interesting in the way they're undisturbed by nature mm-hmm. but they do sort of feel outdoors so they yeah. don't they're so like really... if you drop, like I remember in my uh, first apartment in Seattle, like like I did, I dropped something or there was like a spill and then it was just there forever because it's like, yeah, no one's. Yeah. Well, I actually, I worked at a library in high school and sometimes if I it was would so, have I definitely to would go... have picked up trash that I dropped. I want to just say to anyone who's listening to this and is going <laughs> to get me in, in trouble to me. With that Redmond apartment building, I, whatever this was, it wasn't trash that I left in the apartment. And I think it was that I poured soda on my car battery and 
that got on the ground. It's like, well, this will just be here. You poured soda on it? Did it, it like tell the, you it was thirsty? It was to clean it. Okay. Like Coca-Cola? Yeah, and I think at the time, this I was when I, when I also tried to do my first watch of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think they were similar wow. times. Wow. And we've done a second one. Didn't finish that one either. What? We then did a watch of Buffy. Yes, yes. In 2020. And we liter- we got, I watched Buffy with my sister in like 2009. And we got to pretty much the exact same episode yeah. in season five. And then just kind of <laughs> dwindled away and stopped watching it. So I will never <laughs> see. Yeah. Cut all that parking garage stuff out. I just don't want to get in trouble with the media. <laughs> I I also did have to clean up the parking garage when I uh, worked at the library. Like it was like because we our shift started like an hour before the library opened. And I one time did find a dead rat in Mm. there. And another time I remember finding like a full cup of coffee. Someone had accidentally set on the ground and Mm. then like drove away. Um, And then when I worked at my college library, I one time found some poop in the elevator. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's library stuff. Yeah. Um, so, oh, also at the gift wrapping job, I kind of became friends with one of the coworkers and she was, and there wasn't really a word for this at the time, but she was essentially a Goodreads influencer. Like she like Mm. read exclusively like YA novels, even though she was like older than me and in law school or like. And she, like, had so many Goodreads followers she would, which is the, like, book tracking website that she would... Letter booked. <laughs> uh, makes more sense for letter. Yeah. I know that letterbox comes from letterboxing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she would, don't like... Try, uh, listeners, <laughs> don't try... Listeners. Listeners, don't try to cancel me and <laughs> think I don't know what letterboxed means. You ever heard of pillar boxed? I have. Um, and she That's where would... my grandpa would store pillows. <laughs> he would call them pillars. pillar box. He would say pillar. He would. Yeah. Yeller, pillar, winder. A yeller. Is a yeller yellow? Yeller pillar. <laughs> that yeller pillars by the winder. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she would like post updates. It would be like read 5% of the book. Here's what I think so far and would get like people responding to that. And then when. I worked with her. She like had started a website where she'd like then do like book giveaways and stuff. Like she was really trying to be an influencer, but there wasn't, you know, really that wasn't really a thing yet. Even being like a YouTuber wasn't fully like a thing. This was in like 2010. So and but then I like became friends with her in Goodreads. So she's like still my friend on there. Okay. This random lady. Is she still an influencer on Goodreads? Is she still? She still has like lots of followers and is still exclusively reading YA and still has the same user picture. Cool. Um, And what age were you and how many years has it been since then? (laughs) (laughs) It's been 10 years or 10 or 11 years. um, I was also thinking I wanted to add that we called my grandmother who was married to that grandfather we called oh her, no t- just 10 years we called her 11 mammer mm-hmm. but is it possible that her the nickname they wanted was mammo <laughs> but 
he was applying the same mm, verbal rule okay. to it like he did to pillow to pillow. Mammo. Mammo to mammo. I don't, I don't think so, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if he's saying something narrow, he says narrower. No, I don't no. think so. Oh. Probably Nara. Nara. So then they go to the bell tower where Declan is now fixing the bell. Uh-huh. We've already discussed the Austin Powers fake walk to the stairs. Yes. But the bell tower is just a fully green screen. It looks like a like gazebo sort of set that they Yeah, I mean, it's like in, you know, the room when they're on... The, the roof. roof, yeah. And it's just like this. Just looks bad. It looks you just very, just but don't it's do also it. the sky. Like I get, like we're not gonna put like clouds. You know that's stupid. But they just put like white in the background. Oh, yeah, it's not even gray or blue. It was no, white. it's yeah. white. Um, they talk about m- the Magusto Wine Festival in Portugal. <laughs> oh, and then I was curious of like things like the Magusto Wine Festival in Portugal are people that live there going to this do people that live yeah like the people people in seattle go to like folk life yeah but i feel like but is it like like i was thinking about in like we need to talk about kevin the opening shot is this like tomato festival yeah where they throw tomatoes and smash them and i'm like are local people i mean definitely some people are very excited selling all these tomatoes that's true so then we have like a silent auction. Declan, he he buys Camila is does a wine tasting. Yeah, she off she's auctioning off a wine. It's like a dinner for two where she's she'll pick the, the wine and someone else will be the chef. And she And Declan is, It's a dinner for one? And oh, she's I the, it, oh, it's a dinner for two. I Declan bought it for her, himself though. and invited her. But at the so we cut to it's the end yeah, of the auction. It's the, auction. Auction. It's the end of the, the auction. It is the beginning of the end. Yes. Henry is dressed up as Santa Claus. And I do love, you know what? Henry's having a good time hosting this. Mm-hmm. He's doing some jokes. He's loving he does a little bit of crowd Santa. work. The town loves him because he's their king. Camilla he's... shouts something and then he says, this is actually supposed to be a silent auction. So we'll... <laughs> some good crowd work. Yeah, people love then it. he says, and our first... The first auction item that we will announce is very exciting. It's Camila hosting a wine tasting and Sunny, I, I mean Snowman, cooking <laughs> dinner. And the winner is Declan Moore. But it's, and then he, he says. He says with a very generous bid. Yes. Declan We don't know how much. Overpaid. And then he's like, the rest of the winners will be posted. No, he doesn't even say that. He says, like, we get like a little scene of uh Declan and Camilla but then it cuts back to him and he's like okay and the winners can all go pick up your items yes as though as, like it's like the way to structure a as both scene, the first and last yes. item the way you do this is it makes it makes so much more sense for everything it's just cut to and the last item tonight is very special a dinner with and yeah, it's like it okay with, oh, then they've done the other items yes yeah. and also it makes more sense for him to be like the very special one <laughs> it's such a strange bad it's like come on you guys on the day someone must have been like this is really weird that we don't it seems like there's only the one item how i would start is you see one other one yeah. then you see this one is the last one but also there's the question of where is this money going <laughs> it seems it's to all be going to the winery it seems to be going 
to the winery and people multiple times are like it's for a good cause maybe it's to pay for the christmas festival but i'm like is throwing a party for yourself is that a good cause <laughs> and is the, that- the christmas festival is just an ad and for the winery <laughs> pretty yeah. much well and also there is a part where because the auction clearly takes place in the same place as the Christmas festival with the same like, yes. booths as the Christmas festival. So Declan is like, is this just this? Is uh, the, is as this? a viewer, he, he says, as a viewer, isn't this the same as the Christmas festival? And then Camila says, no, the movie tells you it, the Christmas festival is way better. Yeah. She's like, there are it no is... reasons presented. I don't think. Yeah. She's just, just like, it's way bigger. Yeah. It's way more exciting. So then we see the the Christmas committee again. One lady has, for some reason, made a felt. Yeah, the, this is a thing, visual device. To me, this visual device is a lot like what in, in like Sunday school people would be mm. using these. It is a like there's like a uh, slightly angled. I think it's also a felt board. And then you put yeah, like, felt like felt people kids. Yeah. on it and you can put little clothes on it. I loved playing with felt kids And they can interact and it can be a, a little bi- biblical story. Okay. Because we would use them just to, because they sold them as felt kids, which are like pieces of felt with like sort of painted on clothes. Mm, I don't know. No, no. The clothes are another piece of felt. Yeah. That you then put on top of the people. Okay. The kids are like wearing bathing suits. And then, and I, I loved playing and what, with and these. the adults. <laughs> Nude. Nude. <laughs> um, like in the way that, you know, you'd play with the paper doll, but you don't have to like bend the little tabs yeah. on these. And really, I just liked looking at the clothes pretty much. But, you know, we would play with them and like, you know, go this one store sold them and we'd go and it actually was right next to to that bookstore that I worked at and just, you know, salivating over, oh, I could yeah. get this beach set. Oh, I could get this. I heard you were so excited to go to the store one time. Um, when you got there, you left a whole cup of coffee. In the <laughs> <laughs> then they have the dinner. Um, and then he's predicted that the frost will be on the 20th, the same day yeah. as the festival. Uh oh, it does not happen. And they're yeah, like, oh, well, Camilla, upon learning that he has predicted the frost will be on the day of the festival, she goes up to him and she's like, You're wrong. I know because of Christmas Matt. Like, she's really rude about she's it. Very and it's very rude. clear that the movie would be setting up that, like, she should learn a lesson about, like, not trusting people or something. No, she turns out to be very much correct. We shouldn't listen to science. Yes. It's Declan is like a guy who comes in, does a bad job, <laughs> but then and, but is gets to be the other romantic lead anyway. And also gets to, spoiler, get like a 30% stake of this company, yes. even though he has done nothing All for he did it. was be wrong. Yes. And wear a tiny yellow coat. Which I'm sure is part of his contracting thing. He has them sign a contract that says like, you understand I might be wrong and you cannot... Sue me. Yes. I hope. I I don't know. You should. No characters were written as being lawyers in this one. So we don't know what kind of representation Um, these people have. So I. Um, There's also a moment where they go to these barrels and Declan comments that they put lights on them. And he's like, oh, did we didn't use up all the lights on the bell tower? But the and Camila's like, yeah, we put them on here. And I'm like, we already saw those lights in like the first time they spoke to each other. 
like they clear you know they just filmed it in this little barrel area and it's like you just cut that light out you guys yeah. these were already decorated <laughs> maybe the bell tower was even already decorated when they first went up there i don't know i don't know declan rated declan rated um so then it's the night that the frost and the festival is supposed to be guess what no frost no frost not at 17 degrees um, and what a logistics issue because all these volunteers have come up mm-hmm. to give their free labor. Yeah, you know how it works. You know for how any, it works. For any, any business. For any business, on the day, on your biggest day of the year, you just get a bunch of volunteers to do the work. You know, on Black Friday when we're all going to go to the stores <laughs> to work at them. Um, <laughs> hi. We're here to work. <laughs> hi, where can I sign in to work at Best Buy today? Everybody's what, what sad. Are you, what are you in line for? I'm I'm hoping to get a great deal on a TV. Well, I'm just hoping I can get it off the shelf for you. <laughs> you mind if hey, I go in first? Hey, are you trying to take my TV? No, I'm trying to help you out. Oh. I'm volunteering here today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm just going to buy this TV. I'm actually volunteering here too. Okay. I'm getting this TV down for Santa. Hmm. Did you know Santa shops sales? <laughs> I did not know. Um, That's how he's able to buy so many toys for all the girls and boys. You seem nice. Do you want to get uh, like a coffee? Later? Oh, I already had a coffee. Oh, oh no! <laughs> so then it is Christmas. It's Christmas. More everybody's sad about the frost not happening. Camila stays up all night Christmas night. We never know. We never learn like where her sister lives or where she's supposed to be because she just is sleeping on henry's couch every night we see her Mm. and she wakes up in the night and guess what it's 14 degrees it's the frost so how can she alert the whole town that the frost has happened because as you know anyone would assume when your business needs workers in the middle of the night everyone in the town Mm -hmm. you live in should be available to come help you. So guess what she does? Goes up to that bell tower. <laughs> up to that bell that her uh, bad scientist boyfriend fixed. Yeah. Rings that bell. Oh no, nobody's coming. Where are they? Where aren't they? Don't they care about the winery? 30 seconds later, they're already out of the house, fully dressed, okay. <laughs> ready to go. I'm like, I truly don't remember what happens at this part? Well, she's like, the people of the town, they must want to come help when they hear the bell. They must know that means they should come yeah. volunteer at the winery. This is Henry's town. Henry owns this town. It's a company town and everyone <laughs> shops in script from <laughs> Henry's store. Um, he only sells wine. Shouldn't the people know that until the harvest is done, they must sleep in their clothes so they could be up at a moment's notice? So the volunteers, they come, they pick all the berries. They do a great job. I mean, grapes. Are grapes berries? Berries. (laughs) They, and then they also. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think I read that. (laughs) um, Then they are also happy. And in, in order to thank the volunteers, uh, Henry leads them <laughs> in a rousing yeah. song of Deck the Halls. 
And everyone is so happy to sing Deck the Halls it's, together at 4 a.m. Yeah, they. I feel like in the script, they're like, you don't have enough of the checklist of Christmas things. You got to add a Christmas thing. Because they like, do. All right, caroling it is. They play a song earlier, but it's like a song I had never heard before. Because Declan's like, I actually am into Christmas music now. And he plays a song for Camila. And it's a song I did not recognize. It was kind of cool. And she's like, this one's a rare Christmas song. And he's, you know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess to him, because you somehow never heard a Christmas song, like the strangest one you yeah. can think of is as famous. Like, as yeah, Jingle right. Bells. Like if you go and you, you, you know, we start listening to uh, when I start listening to Billy Joel, I'm like, I don't know which. Yeah. I know like three of these are famous. Well, but so I that's know. how I feel with a lot of bands because yeah. I like don't know a lot of music so people like I'll say I like like I've started getting into like uh the Beatles uh-huh. <laughs> and people say all these songs I'm like well I don't I don't not listen but, to that album but all, yet. Yeah, I mean, I've also only listened like, to Revolver yeah, some of them are like well why is this one famous Just yeah it Yellow was? Submarine yeah come on but then she also, he's like, do you want to dance? And she's like, you don't dance to Christmas music. And yeah, she did get pissed about that. Yeah, and that is something that she discussed in that interview we watched with her. In the yeah, we watched an interview, found out, guess what? The lead of Ice Wine Christmas, she doesn't even drink. She does not even drink. And, and the, the interview, interviewer the kept being like, you didn't even try any? Not even a taste? Yes, he keeps, he multiple times, and she's like, no, I didn't. And he's, he's like, are you sure? Huh? Yeah. It were, Although I am like, I don't know, maybe you try some of this ice wine. I don't think for this performance That's she true. needs to have eat. Though she That's did reveal, she did reveal that in the opening scene when she opens a bottle of wine for them, she's like, I did not know how to use the bottle opener, but they managed to cut it together so it looked like I did. So this we learned that they did not stop filming yeah. and like show her how to do it and then start over the scene. They just were like, we'll use it. We can <laughs> cut around it. Um. So then the end of the movie is what we all wanted, a business agreement. <laughs> <laughs> and Camila, Camila, Declan. who loves the product. Yeah. Declan. Loves, loves the production. Pro- production and Beth, the sister, she loves logistics. Okay, they're the perfect trio, yeah. and they're gonna win. They're gonna run. <laughs> anyway, they were at the highest bid at the auction. Yeah, the yeah. No, the so now they just gives it to them. He just gives it to them. So they are now, I guess, the kings of the town. Uh-huh. They now can ring that bell and summon yeah. the villagers, I, whatever they want. The villagers, and I guess. Declan and Camila are dating? dating. I don't know. This is a very, a very good example of a Christmas movie where the plot is not the romance and it takes up so much space that then like the romance is it's so superfluous. Is, yeah, it's like, okay, it's I gratuitous romance. There's no, there's no, of course there's no chemistry between these yes. two. Well, They're never like, like, yeah, it's like how we talk about like gratuitous nudity. Yes. These Christmas movies have these gratuitous romances yeah, I mean, and gratuitous Christmas things pasted on. You know, it's, it the, it's born, the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's the Christmas disease and movie disease 
taking over, you know. And we lo- we love the We disease. love it. I love the diseased parts. I yeah. want just the disease to like come out of the body, this Cronenberg <laughs> creature crawling right. off. I don't want any I guess that's fun is some is somehow somehow you convey that the characters are compelled to, well, that's, to do this. That's yeah. Christmas crush. <laughs> they literally have like a magic thing making them do the rituals yeah, but you make it gross <laughs> okay it's disgusting too yeah. okay now now which I'm of these board now i'm disgusting. on board now which of these networks do you think would be open to that lifetime Netflix. hallmark <laughs> okay Netflix. Netflix. Is the closest. okay and we'll have finn wolfhard directed he's worked with creatures and stranger things and in the ghostbuster uh-huh. wow he's the he's probably the best director yeah. to deal with creature effects that... anyway we have to go aaron saw ghostbusters and she said it was her favorite movie of the no! year <laughs> we have to go see spencer because we tried to see it before and the sound was the speakers were out of sync with each other so i got caught up and played to the manager <laughs> yeah and luckily there was another person in the lobby while we were complaining that was like oh are y'all hearing the echo too yeah yes I thankfully left- this man yeah. A real person, not like so, me. Well, I thought Erin, because Erin started off her explanation to the worker by saying, I work in the film industry. No, well, see, no, see I had already <laughs> talked to this woman about it. I complained. She came into the theater, but she came into a part. There was just music, which, you know, it's you sort of really like an it. echo. It's already this like sort of echoey, like having delay on it. The music where you cannot hear these sync issues, yes. which are so apparent in the dialogue. She just came in for the music and then walked yeah, out. I hear and it. I was, I was hearing yeah. it too. Aaron's and I was not... like, this woman thinks I'm insane. So then I came back out again with Tanner and was like, it is there. I, You need to go back and drink the dialogue. But then she was just like, I can't do anything. Yeah, which is probably true i don't know the. Yeah. But i don't even know i don't think she between knew, movies what they yeah. could do and then this man was just wandering around the lobby i think he did not like the movie because he was like oh you're talking about the echo and i was like oh yeah we're getting a refund do you want one he's like no my girlfriend's in there <laughs> she'll yeah. probably want to finish won't it let me. yeah she loves actually her brains out of her right and left <laughs> hemisphere are out of sync with each other so this is actually perfect for her she sucks. I hate my girlfriend. He then the whole time, but well, but he was just like at the concession counter talking to the person working, working there. Okay, he was. But I'm like, come on, buddy. You're five. You're like ten minutes into yeah. Spencer, and you're anyway, like, oh, I got to go snack. We got to go see Spencer. We got to go so, see Spencer. So and anyway, we're gonna bring our favorite snacks of oranges. Um, uh, we don't have peppermint time. patties. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Prequel, sequel, I I just want a documentary about ice. I wine. would like, yeah, just a bottle of the wine. That's just the a bottle sequel. of the wine. That's the sequel and the prequel that I want. Yeah. And yeah, I think Camila. I guess I'll go to her restaurant. That she's a sommelier. At. No, no, she we sucks. don't really go to fancy restaurants. No, I guess. And I feel like if we were going to go to a fancy restaurant, we have. There's got to be more famous ones to go to before we go to Camila's. <laughs> yeah, before we go to Philly. Yeah. So um, I, I guess we'll sequel, d- her and Declan's family, like, going on some vacations. Declan's the Leventress. Maybe it's sort of like, it's a, it's a, what is it called? Where you see, like, over, t- over, ma- over many years. And. Okay. And you see that she almost keeps meeting them, but then they, like, fly off to the Great Wall of China oh, or something. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, like, I like that. And then she or my 
idea was we see them go on these vacations and she's always trying to order ice wine at every <laughs> restaurant. Hmm. And and they're like, we're, th- we're in champagne. We should order champagne here. Um, rating. I give this one like a four Santas. It was pretty fun to watch. I guess we watch. had a great time. We had a great time. We had to then watch it too many times. Well, and also we we were we were naughty. We were Tuma. We let ourselves talk too much during it. So we had had some of these conversations Yeah, before. which we now learned. It's like you got to keep those thoughts yeah. to yourself. You're allowed to laugh and look at each other. Mm-hmm. But you can't start talking about the jacket during the movie. Mm-mm. You got to save it for the pod. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, sure. Four Santas. It's my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite movie, uh, second favorite, first 10 minutes of Spencer. Though the audio is a little weird. <laughs> Bye. Bye.